You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. <laughs> Looks good on you. Amen. We were created to do this. I'm telling you, this is what we were born to do. When you do this, the real you comes out. It's what God has invested in every single one of us. And do you know that everybody's worship is different? It's unique. When God hears your voice, there's no voice like yours. There's no voice like yours. Hallelujah. So he is always looking forward to hearing you. And that's why you must open your mouth and worship him. There's something you say to him. There's nobody on earth that is able to say it the way you do. Do you understand? And so it's very significant. Very significant. Just like, just like we have uh, thumbprints that are different, we also have voice prints. Everybody's voice is different. So he's waiting to hear some of us. When you wake up in the morning, he, he's waiting to hear you. He wants to hear your voice. Whenever you wake up, the first thing you need to do is to release that voice. Hallelujah. And let him hear it. Don't let the birds take your place. Don't let rocks to cry out in your place. I believe with all my heart. That there is a kind of worship that is going to come out of this house. That will bring the glory of heaven into this nation. But it has to start from deep within. It has to start from your secret place. It has to start from where nobody is looking at you. Do you understand me? has to start from there. Your worship doesn't have to be always be a public thing. Yeah. It's okay to worship in public, but in your secret place, what do you do? You see, worship is part of it's part of it's it's part of our relationship with God. Right? So you need to do it on a daily basis. Make it a part of your lifestyle. Make it not just your routine, but your lifestyle. Okay? Worship must never be a routine. No. It has to be life. It has to be life. Make it a part of your life. Because as you worship Him, 
and it comes out of your heart, it flows. When it, as it flows like that, I'm telling you, it pleases him. It smells so nice to him. And it sounds so nice to him. So he's longing to hear more of us. Hmm? He wants to hear more of us. Touch someone and say he wants to hear more of you. He wants to hear more of you. Yes. So tell him. Don't just keep it there. Speak it out. Speak it out. That's why sometimes I don't want to say, let's give the Lord praise. Some people just, no, 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 no. Open your mouth. Amen. Open your mouth and say something. You can clap if you like, but that's not the same. Hmm? You read the Bible, the only place in the Bible where it talks about clapping your hand is one scripture. It's just one scripture. Clap, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. That's the only scripture. Every other thing, shout. Yeah, sing. Dance. Make music. So clapping is not as important as you think. Yeah? Go read your Bible. You'll see what I'm talking about. So let's say, let's give the Lord praise. Woo! That's better. That's more biblical. Shout. There are shouts of adoration. Come on. Not claps of adoration. There are no claps of adoration. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. So clapping has more to do with other things. More of applause. It's not necessary. It's not really worship. Neither is it praise even. Let's give the Lord a hand. Theologically? No, if you want to look at it theologically, it's not accurate. We just do it, but it's not necessarily accurate. You clap your hands when you are by Jericho. <laughs> Hallelujah. They went round, they circled round, and then they gave a shout and they clapped. Boom. But in terms of praise and worship, Clapping doesn't really feature. I know some people are surprised. That's why I can see on your faces. It's like, what? And we've been taught this all our life. That's why you should read your Bible. Don't just depend on the speaker. Read. Hallelujah. You love the Lord? I love him. And I want to love him even more. Yes? More deeply. Hallelujah.
I, last week I made a promise. I said I was going to make available to you the covenant that we made on the 27th of uh, August. Yes? So as you go out, how many people were here when we, when we did that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Those of you who are here, you are the first people. I give you the first uh, opportunity to take a copy. All right? So as you step out, where are they? There are copies there. All right. So those who were here will take their copy. And then if there is any crumbs, <laughs> the crumbs will give to those who were not here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So I've made a promise to you, and I want to fulfill that promise. So we collect it so you can go through it and to know the covenant that you entered into with the Lord. Go keep it for your record. So times will come that you bring it out. Yes. There was a time that they used to ask me, are you married? I say yes. Where's your marriage certificate? Now they don't ask me. You know, I think, yeah, I look married. <laughs> yeah. But before, when I was, I mean, years ago, you know, I didn't look like someone that was married. I think maybe I looked like a boy or something. So people didn't used to believe that I was married. And they would ask me for my certificate. Can you imagine? Just to prove. <laughs> now if they ask me for my certificate, I would just... Anyway. <laughs> As proof. Well, sometimes some official things, you know... We, they would ask for that, but so this is your proof. Okay, you take a copy and uh, go through it from time to time. Meditate on it and see what you've said to the Lord. Okay, what you said to the Lord. Yeah, my Father. I don't feel like preaching. I'm serious. I'll just say a few things and then we'll sing again. We'll worship the Lord. How about that? You want to worship the Lord, right? The Lord is wonderful. There is something that is happening in our hearts. From the moment we, we gave our hearts to him, and even took a step to say, we're entering into a covenant of love with you. Something started in our lives. And I want you to know that it's not only you. It's your descendants will be affected. So, I love the Lord. And I want to love him more. Because when I think about what he has done and how far he went to even demonstrate his love, it's, it just beats my imagination. 
Deuteronomy chapter 11. Let's read verse 13. Deuteronomy chapter 11 from verse 13. We see here that the Lord, our God, is speaking through Moses. Moses, the book of Deuteronomy, I've said before, is a, is a, is a book that reveals some aspects of the law that other writings of Moses don't reveal. And what did we say it was? The spiritual aspect of the law. And remember, Deuteronomy was a book that he wrote towards the end of his life, towards the end of his ministry. So he had matured, okay? He had matured in his walk with God. Are you, are you following me? So, you, how many people know that when you begin in ministry and when you are ending, they, the difference is so much? Hmm? When you begin, you are still trying to impress people. You are still trying to get people to believe you. Like Moses said to God, how? How? Uh, who will I tell them? What if they don't believe me? What if they don't listen to me? How, 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 how can I go to Pharaoh? There, there are so many insecurities at the beginning. And you see that in the lives of many people. And you see some people, I just asked, sometimes I was talking to a friend and he was talking about his, this place that he goes to. And so I asked him, okay, this guy that is your pastor, how long has he been saved? And I said, okay, he's been saved for this period of time. And then, how long has he been in ministry? He told me. I said, you know what? From my knowledge of the scriptures and my understanding of how God works, careful. Why? He's not yet proven. You get what I'm saying? I said, he's not yet proven. And apart from that, it takes God so much time to make a man. It takes God so much time to make a man. And this guy has not even scratched the surface. He has not scratched the surface. I don't care the gift he has. Because the gift is different. It's different from the office. Okay? People don't realize that there is a difference. David was anointed king. As a young lad. When did he have the office? Decades. Hallelujah. 
That is God's modus operandi. If you want the truth, that is the truth. So I'm not impressed with any shooting star operations. Come on. Appears, pew! And then, you look for it, you can't find it anymore. But if you are going to be in it for a long haul, you need to go through the process. Do you understand me? You need to learn to love God in pain. You need to learn to love God in trial. You need to learn to love God in denial. You need to learn to love God in betrayal. You need to learn to love God in lack. You need to learn to love God in abundance. You need to learn to love God in the desert. Learn to love God in the fire. Learn to love God in the storm. Learn to love God when everyone deserts you. Learn to love God when your people want to kill you. Learn to love God in all those situations before you are ready for the throne. So don't come and tell me you've gone through all of that in just five years. You must be kidding. You must be kidding. It's not the God of the Bible. It's not the God of the Bible. Even Jesus didn't do that. Come on. Is it okay? We're talking about loving God. But I, I, I want you to be wise and not to be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't be in a hurry. The anointing is not it. The gift is not it. I am telling you before God, this is real. So someone can prophesy your name and your phone number <laughs> and your address. That's just a gift. It's not an office. I mean, David killed a lion with his bare hands. He killed a bear. He killed Goliath. And yet, he was not ready. He had national prominence. Headline news. David, the son of Jesse. And yet, he was not ready. God said he's not ready. God used Saul to train him, to torment him, chase him from cave to cave, from wilderness to wilderness, from bush to bush. Learn to love God in those situations, in all of that. So if somebody has not gone through that, I cannot trust him with my soul. I don't know about you. I can't trust you without my soul. What? You've not gone through fire. You've not been betrayed. You have not been stabbed, backstabbing, character assassination. Huh? All of that, you have not faced that yet. 
You are just a celebrity. You are a celebrity. Listen, celebrities. <laughs> Let's not go there. The point I'm trying to make is this. Be careful who you give your soul to. Because it will affect your ability to love God. Do you understand? Yeah. It will affect how you love God. Because there are some people, they cannot love God. Why? Because they've given their souls to people that God has not tried and tested. And so what happens? They get battered, they get bruised, they get exploited, they get abused. And guess what? Who is at fault now? It's God. Don't blame God. This thing is not, it's not a hundred meters dash. This is a marathon. Do you understand? So the fact that you can take off with speed now, it doesn't mean. Yeah, have you watched some of these athletes? Long distance, some people, they take off like a bullet. And then you see some other experienced ones. They're just going. And before you know it, they've caught up. That one. <laughs> he didn't know how to manage his energy. Yeah. In those days, I used to do long distance. So I know the tricks. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. You have to manage your, your energy well. Pace yourself well. And that's what we're doing. Spiritually, the same applies in our walk with God. But the point is this. You have to, your love for God will be tested. Do you understand? You, you, you enter the love covenant with God, it will be tested. If I don't tell you this, I will not be telling you the truth. Your love will be tested. It's just like you're getting, ma you're getting married, you are on the moon, right? You are, oh my goodness, the butterflies are so many. You see each other, it's like, oh, oh. yeah, come on. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. And then after you cut the covenant, <laughs> somebody said, hmm, I get you. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. Then the test begins. How many people know what I'm talking about? Yes. The test begins. What? Where are those butterflies? You can't find them. Now, what is happening? Singles, I hope you are learning something. <laughs> so, what is it that is going to keep you? It's that commitment. It's that commitment. But Hollywood has trained our generation to base everything on the butterfly. Right? So, when the butterfly, you can't find it, you say, oh... 
yeah, it's not meant to be. Yeah, it's not meant to be. And so you look for another butterfly. And then you realize after some time that that butterfly also does not last. The longest a butterfly can last is two years. After that, then it, it, it hits into another, another level. Where? I look at my wife now after 20... <laughs> five years. 24 years. After 24 years, I look at her now and I'm, and I'm amazed and I think I, to think that I thought I loved her at the beginning. I thought I did. Because now it has come to a level that it is advanced. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It gets better. Tell someone he's talking to you. It gets better. Yeah. And that's how our walk with God is supposed to be. At the beginning, when you start, how many people notice when you just got born again? It's like every prayer you pray, it's like before you finish praying, it's done. You notice that? Then now it's like, what's going on? Don't you love me again? You don't realize that he was just wooing you. He's trying to show you, look, I love you. But more than that, I love you so much that I don't want you to remain the same. So now, let's work on your character. Let's work on your heart. You see? So... All those things you are going through are all part of the process. Then he brings people into your life that will now be used to make you a better person. How many people know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So there are some people that are like sandpaper. Yeah. So they always rub you and it's... It's all part of the process. They want to smoothen you. Those rough parts of your character and your personality. You say this person always irritates me. You need that person. I'm telling you. You need him. You need that person. That's how God works. Oh, you think everything is just hunky-dory all the time? Oh, this person is just so smooth, easygoing. Hmm? Don't be fooled. Sometimes God will allow you to have that, but then after some time, let's go back to the project. So, God 
if, if God has not taken you through all of that, there are things he cannot entrust you with. I'm telling you. We are trusting God for this city. But you know, there's a process we have to go through. And that's what we're going through. And many people don't understand. People can walk out of your life when God is testing you. I've seen that. I've experienced that. They walk away from you. But they don't know God. They don't know how God works. Because they look at you and they think God has turned his back on you. Do you understand? But you are just being processed. You are being prepared. But they don't understand because God didn't give them the blueprint. So I allow them. It's all right. Guys, we'll meet on the other side. I pray you get there. Yes. But when you get there, we will see those that have been processed, those that look more like him. Because at the end of the day, he wants to look into you, your eyes and see a reflection of himself. That's how the silversmith knows when the silver is really well refined. Takes it through the fire. And then the time he looks and he sees his reflection, then he knows it's pure. Now it can be sold. And God is looking into your life. And that's why you need to fall in love with him. Trust him more than your circumstance. More than his ability to bless you. Love him more than miracles. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's for your benefit. For your benefit. Love him more than any situation. So that even if you are in the fire, you say, Father, it, it hurts. Ouch. But I love you. I'm in pain, but I love you. That's important. That's important. Because with time, when the glory of God begins to manifest in your life, people will not understand. People will look and they'll say, How? Is that possible? But what we're going through is part of the process. Can you see David today? Do you know that Jesus came to sit on the throne of David? Jesus didn't even set up his own throne. Why? Because David went through God's pattern. Perfectly. And now for eternity... David is recognized as king. Not every king of Israel is recognized as king in eternity. Only David. God gave him a throne for all eternity. When you get to heaven today, he will still be called King David. Yeah. Why? He went through. He didn't focus on the anointing that was on his life. He focused on God's preparation. He focused on God's preparation. And I don't know about you, I want something that will last for eternity. Amen. I don't just want a temporary thing. You can get a mansion now. Mansions don't last for eternity. 
Do you know that? Even if you have 20 private jets, they don't last. Before you know it, they become junk. I remember years ago as a child when we used to fly in those aircrafts that, uh, you know, that they have propeller in front. You, 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 uh, some, some of you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. So we enter this plane. The propeller is in front. It goes like that. Then we enter. Then it takes off. I say, hey. It was like, wow. You know, as a child, I used to always go to the cockpit. And I would say, oh, I want to be like you. I'll, they would take me there. I'll sit down. I'll ask the pilot questions. They'll talk to me. Give me advice. I'll, you know, if you give me that kind of plane now, <laughs> I won't collect it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, Fokker 27. Huh? You give me that, I, I'm not going to take it. For what? <laughs> they give me a Gulf Stream. Now, now we're talking. Huh? The plane that you enter from America, it will fly all the way to South Africa nonstop. Come on. Not the one that will fly, get to Zimbabwe to stop. Fuel, fly again, get to DRC, stop. Fly again. What kind of what kind of journey is that? But yet it was celebrated. I want you to eye eternity in everything you do. Do you understand? Don't, don't allow what is happening around to cage you and to cause you to lose sight of your vision. Hallelujah. Amen? I think we need to worship God now. I haven't preached. I've just exhorted. <laughs> I want us to worship Him. I want us to appreciate Him. Because I know that there's something He's doing in our lives. It might not seem very obvious now. But I'm telling you, if you will follow the process, at the end of it, when the glory is released into your life, people will look. They don't know the process you've gone through. They will look. Some of them will, might be jealous. Some of them will try to fight it. Listen, everybody that fought David got killed, including his son. Do you understand? So once you've gone through God's process, God defends you in ways that people cannot understand. So I'm telling you, you don't even need to fight for yourself. Sometimes, let God do it. But make sure you go through His process. When you go through His process, anybody that comes against you is coming against God's glory. Anybody that comes against you is coming against God's government. Why? Because you are now recognized and something has been uh, created for you in eternity. 
You just begin to walk in that. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. I might not fully understand. I may not fully understand. But I trust you. But I trust you. My love for you. My love for you. Is unconditional. Is unconditional. It doesn't depend on a miracle. It doesn't depend on a miracle. It doesn't depend on a blessing. It doesn't depend on a blessing. It just depends. It just depends. On this covenant I've made with you. On this covenant that I've made with you. I've made an everlasting covenant. Of love with you. Just like you made a covenant with me. I know by your grace. That I will make it. Let my life. Reflect your glory. Let my life. Be pleasing to you. Let my life. Be a sweet aroma to you. Every day of my life. Help me not to be distracted by the things that are happening. Help me not to be distracted by what is going on around. Help me, O God, to know how to manage circumstances so that I'm not taken away. So that my love for you is not taken away. So that my heart is not taken away. Lord my God. I give you my all. Once again. I announce. And I declare. That I am yours. And you are mine. I believe. And I declare. That this covenant. That I have entered into with you is unconditional. My heart belongs to you. My mind belongs to you. My soul belongs to you. My strength belongs to you. My body belongs to you. My everything belongs to you. I give myself. I give my time. I give my resources. I give my all for the advancement of your kingdom. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Just, just begin to just begin to pour out your heart. Pray in the spirit. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how much you trust him. Even if you don't understand, you can still trust. Even if it doesn't make sense to you, you can still trust him. You might have gone through situations, circumstances, whatever it is you've gone through. I want you to know. I want you to know that he understands when he took the Israelites through the wilderness, they thought he took them there to kill them. But they didn't realize it was part of his process to learn to trust him in time of need. To learn to trust him in hunger. To learn to trust him in the desert. 
They didn't realize that. Because of that, they missed their destiny. God is raising an army in this place. An army that will not be moved by anything. An army that will not hold back. Will not hold back their love. Will not hold back anything from Him. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.